Hello humans, welcome back to another episode of the podcast with your host Chris. Interesting time of year, of course, preventing no doubts and challenges, but also lots of joy, lots of love, surrounded by family hopefully, and I just wanted to send out my season's blessings for this time of the year. I'm working on putting together the best of 2022 for this podcast, so stay tuned for that. should be coming out just after the new year as I make my way to Wales, to Pembrokeshire. I've never been before. That is the part of the world that I'm going to be spending the time in over New Year, just to dive into some work in the van and just explore the Welsh coastline, as I've never been. If you have any interesting places I should visit that side of the world, then please reach out as I travel and continue van life into the winter. I did have the idea of travelling to Portugal for the winter, but that's not something I'm going to do. Instead, my intentions are going to be to keep pursuing with the podcast, diving into other work and continuing to nourish the men's work. On that note, I have my online community coming out in April. This will be a space where men can really get direct with the things they want in life, where they can come together and actually discuss important things that are going on for them to really take back control of their own lives, to get clarity on their mission, to be accountable and to seek health in all ways. Because as we know, it's not just mental, it's not just physical, and it's not just emotional. It's a combination of all of them. So this is going to be a very exciting time. I'm going to firstly put it out for six weeks. And then if I decide to continue with the men, then we will decide to continue together. So stay tuned for that. This is the men's community called Men of Earth. And that's going to be coming out in April. If you didn't receive my emailer for this year, sending you some forecasting for the next year, what's ahead, and just letting you know some things I've been working on and some books, podcasts, and audios that I've been finding valuable. If you've not received that, then please send me a message at connect at bodymindpractice.co.uk. That email is due to change, but anything that goes there will be re- will be redirected to me. So it's connect at bodymindpractice.co.uk or just hit the links on my Instagram. Anyway, more on the podcast. Got a powerful episode for you today with Josh Connolly. I love this guy. He talks about real life stuff that is relatable in every way. And his online presence is really a testament to that. He's really hitting hard and home with a lot of men in particular. And over the last few years, he's been very consistent, very intentional, and let's just say impactful. And there are some big reasons for that. So I know you're going to enjoy this episode. You can head over to YouTube and watch it, or just devour the conversation in any way you can. There is an audio glitch at around 30 minutes. Apologies for that. It's not up to my usual standards. The audio recording did cut out, but we pursue and I feel the content is valuable. So I did not want to put out this episode. However, what that did was allow Josh to come on for a second round. That's already going to look like a phenomenal episode. I've got many questions lined up for round two. So yes, love connecting with Josh. I think he's a beautiful soul and he's been through some hard times and he does a service to everyone by speaking about them in the way he does. So thank you, Josh. 
enjoy the podcast don't forget to subscribe wherever you are leave a review apple podcast spotify thanks for your time love you all season's blessings let's go let's do it let's do it i'm good man i'm good and i'm excited to be here like this man yeah Yeah. feels good it's the best podcast setup i've ever oh really yeah Better than Yogi's. Uh, yeah, they <laughs> use the same studio as me, Yogi. Oh, so, really? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like. So this is better than that yeah, for yeah. me, yeah. Yeah, there's like, well, just to give people context who aren't watching, uh, obviously we, we sat in my van, so I started recording podcasts out of the van. Did one yesterday, one today with you, Josh. And uh, yeah, it's like an opportunity, I feel. One, is this new, like, new doing it like it's this? It's new, then? yeah, yeah. I mean, I've only been living in the van for a couple of months. Wow. So it's it's all new. So it's, it's all it's a window into a different way of living, you know. Yeah. But I'd man. like people to experience that vicariously, you know, in a way. It's just another opportunity I can share and uh I guess speak to just what's what's alive in me. Yeah. And then whoever that resonates with. Yeah, and it's it's interesting because obviously you mentioned what you were doing online and I I am a bit of a like uh, sort of scatterbrain anyway, right? I don't take information in very well unless I'm fully engrossed in it, right? Um, so I didn't really get a hold of what you were doing, even though you'd sort of told me. Mm-hmm. And then you turn up here and you're like, wow, this is like, this is this is good, man. This is good. It's the best setup for a podcast you've had today. Be- it is best <laughs> setup, yeah. Definitely, mate. Definitely. Yeah, man. Um, so yeah, let's get into it because I've got, Many questions, but we'll, we'll let the conversation just flow. Yeah. That's what yeah, make, yeah. makes for the best. Like, it's the first time we've connected yeah. in person. And, uh, yeah, man, I'm you, you, you're busy. You're busy at the moment, I can tell. Yeah. You know, looking for your channel and what's coming up and where, you're, where you've been at. And it's it's exciting. I yeah. Feel like, how, how does that feel for you right now and, and where that's kind of come from, I guess? So maybe give some background to your journey yeah. thus far and... So I, I left my job uh, like nearly five years ago now, I think, to do this, right? Um, and that was like born out of my own personal experience, like the struggles that I had throughout my life. Um, and then I started to realize that there was like some value in the things that I was learning about myself. Because I got sober 10 years ago, right? It's just over 10 years ago. So when I, I was 24 when I got sober, it's quite a different world now, right? Like to what it was 10 years. There was no real like visible sober communities, right? People at 24 were not going sober for health reasons or anything like that. So, and people weren't, actually it's unfair to say people weren't working on themselves, but it wasn't a space in the way that it is now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, And so when it started like becoming like more of a, I guess mainstream space like or more like into the sort of public consciousness I was already like five years deep into the journey do you know what I mean so So what sort of stuff were you consuming then like learning about and like were you on a a spiritual path or 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 connecting with just you know self-development and learning about your childhood upbringing and and how that impacts things and all of it in the first five years all of it so I went to um, AA first so I was doing like 12 step fellowships and then like I think so that was in 2012 
then I had like a real sort of spiritual, what I would call like a spiritual awakening, yeah? When wow. I went from not knowing anything to being awake. Um, and I had what were like some quite big sort of, sort of spiritual experiences then that were so big that, um, I don't really, I've not really talked much about this stuff, that were so big that like I thought, like I must have found some sort of religion, so I became convinced that 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 I needed to be religious, right? Mm-hmm. Because again, there was n- or like the spiritual stuff. I couldn't find anything out there where people were talking about the things that made sense to me. So I did a, uh, I did like a about eight or nine months in a Christian, like New Age Christian church. Um, and really went down that path and then found that that wasn't like the path for me for whatever reason in the end. And I was reading like, I was reading the Bible a lot. I was reading a lot of like Hinduism, Sikhism, like just all of like really spiritual texts. Um, but I realized in the end that I liked all of them. Yeah. Mm. And the problem that I had with all of them is that they kind of wanted you to be just that one. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, that was my experience of that. So now we're like into like two or three years sober. Um, and alongside all of that, I'd always been when I, cause I found the COA, which is the charity that I'm an ambassador for that support children affected by parents drinking. Right. So I found that when I was like a year sober. So then I was, I was actively exploring childhood stuff and exploring like the impacts of my dad who died when I was nine. And I think, have you? Do you know a guy called John Bradshaw? No. So he's like uh, does a lot around sort of toxic shame. Uh, he was like, I think he got quite big in America in like the eighties. So I got quite into his work, which was the first time that I'd got into work that wasn't like spiritually led necessarily, and was a lot more uh, like grounded grounded and trauma focused sure. stuff yeah. yeah the human experience the human experience yeah so what were those spiritual experiences that you had then could you kind of explain the the, the, the things you went through well the first real one i had is so i planned to take my own life when i was nine months sober mm-hmm. right um and like it was done it wasn't like uh i was really strongly thinking about it it was over and i went to see my kids and because i'd planned it for the first time ever in ever in my life that I could remember at least or be able to recall uh, I was like at peace yeah and it, like, it was the only time I'd ever been there and I went to see my kids and because I knew what was going to happen I was like I always say the past had become irrelevant the future was non-existent anymore so like I was just really present with my kids yeah it's powerful and, yeah. how did that feel in that in that moment like I like like a religious experience mm. yeah because and I think this to be true to some degree. When you look at most spiritual texts, they're all searching for that for that presence, right? When you're wholly present, when you're wholly connected to yourself, you become so hyper aware of your existence, right? And everything and how you're not separate from other people and the influence that my children were having on me and all of that kind of stuff. Um and that was what made me think that was such a big experience that I was like, this is some sort of religious experience and I need to find out what it is. Mm. 
So like that was, that's what sent me down the path of like I must. It's weird, really. I must be religious. I just don't know what religion is yet. Yeah, because it was such a big experience. Mm. But like now, I look back on that experience and see it still as like a spiritual experience, right? It was when yeah. I sort of woke up. Absolutely. Um. But I don't feel like I need to necessarily in this moment connect that to anything other than it being uh, being shown the essence of my being, right? And I think in some ways the 10 years that have followed have been about finding ways, modalities and things that can bring me that again. Yeah, it's like a glimpse isn't it, into yeah. enlightenment or yeah. what the undefinable word that enlightenment really is because it's unique to everyone, I feel. Yeah. It's this kind of understanding of of self and yeah your place in the world and how you how you relate to things like animals have it all the time surely yeah like, you know you go spend time with some animals they will treat you not as your persona not as them trying to achieve or, or gain something from this interaction it's purely presence with you yeah yeah that's why people love their pets right mm. that's why people uh, you know do the the corp when I could do the corporate stuff, I say to people, I say to a lot of people in there, if you can't think of anybody that's a really good listener, think of your pet, right? And pe like think of your dog. And everyone says, yeah, I talk to my dog a lot, yeah. And, and then when you look at why they do that, it's because the dog hears the sounds and resonates with the sounds and is present with you in all of the sounds, and then looks at you exactly the same way and loves you anyway. Do you know what I mean? And and so that's because that's what we crave is that is to be witnessed in all of my glory yeah um in communion with other people like i think that is like the essence of what we want and need from life and yet it feels so hard to come by mm. due to our complex upbringings and world at the moment yeah so what would you say were like some of the key things that you dived into and uncovered after those those experiences in that time of your life like what were some of the things that you uncovered that that started to make more sense and then you could live in those present moments a lot more yeah the the realization and the recognition that so much of what i've struggled with in my life makes sense in the context of my life mm -hmm. and i think what i did when i when i discovered that i had a problem with alcohol right then, then that was the first time i picked up a label and said i'm an alcoholic and what i did then it was like um start to just pin everything on that right everything you know if i behaved badly it was like wow mm. that's because i'm an alcoholic you know this is what i do yeah. it's crazy how normalized that is to excuse a certain behavior because you were drunk like, yeah like really not even talking about addiction like getting to that level or it's literally like, what did you do last night? Oh, I was drunk. Yeah. Like, like that would never, if that, if, if alcohol wasn't there, you would never be, it would never be okay to do certain things. Yeah, 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 yeah. But we, we do, we allow it. Yeah. And I think sobriety in, in a lot of ways started to uncover the parts of myself that, that the alcohol awakened. Because mm. you start to realize it wasn't, it wasn't the alcohol that made me do it. Yeah. The alcohol just allowed me to do it. I did it. Because I found like some of my behaviours that I, you know, that I thought I'd never do if I wasn't drunk. Some of them started coming back in again in those early years. 
So now what? Now I thought, now, like, what? Why am I? Like, I thought that was because I was an alcoholic, yeah? And then so I had to start uncovering what I am. And it, I guess to come back to the to, to the original question, in the end, it it's led me back to my body, right? And I think the mistake that I see, or certainly that was a mistake for me, is that I was... In, in the beginning, I was just looking for new ways to rationalize how I felt. And what I realized is that's what I did all my life. Like, you know, I, I rationalized why my dad was like he was. Mm -hmm. And I used that way of rationalizing so I can stay up in my brain, up in my logical, rational part of my head, and never have to deal with the ways that I feel. And I see so many solution-based stuff out there. There's just a nice way of doing that. Yeah? Like, mm -hmm. even medical stuff. Yeah? Even medical stuff sometimes out there. We medicalize it, then let's rationalize it. And like, if you're not careful, you're just gaslighting yourself again. Yeah. Right? It's just like, you are. You're literally like saying... Yeah. You hear it so much. Yeah. Oh, that felt really bad for you. Right, let's take it and try and make a really nice story out of it. Yeah. So, and like, that's what I did all my life. Mm. So, you know, I think it's a big shift when you start to realize that we feel things first and then make sense of it after. So... All my shit was trapped in my body, you know. So that's where it's led me in the, in more recent years is to start to work on my body and work with my body and come back to my body and start to, like, start a place of what am I feeling here? Why don't I feel safe in my body? What's scaring me? Why am I numbing out in this way, right? What? Why am I, uh, why am I eating in this way? Why am I behaving in this way? All of that stuff. And... Um, and for me, that's been about coming away from, because when you find any, uh, like, way of articulating something that you experience, it feels like a breakthrough moment. So another, alcoholic was the, was one example. Another example was when I found the term empath, yeah? Because then I was like, oh, that, I resonate with everything that people say about that, yeah? Mm -hmm. So when I found it, I was like, oh my God, that's it. You're an empath. I'm an empath, mm -hmm. yeah? And then it's like, you know, it's nothing to do with boundaries or my inability to be able to, like, disconnect from the way that somebody else feels and I like, take responsibility. I'm just an empath, yeah? But then slowly you start to realize, hang on a minute, man, this is like a real, this is making me powerless. Like, surely there's some control over this stuff, yeah? And then that label becomes a problem for me because instead of me being curious like I was before I found the term, I just go ask because I'm an empath. That's just, I was just... I was just born this way. I'm just unlucky. I'm an empath. And then you start to go, nah, let me go deeper. Let me find out. And then what I've turned, you know, inevitably what I find in the end is that the label that I've picked up loses like any reason in my life other than perhaps to, and this is just my experience, but other than to perhaps name a few set of experiences that I've had. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's not that I think being an empath is a bad word or you shouldn't use it. I resonate with everything that people say. Yeah. I just don't think that I popped out as a baby as an empath. I think mm. I had a high level of sensitivity when I was born. Yeah. But I think the rest of it is there for a reason. It's happened for a reason. It's a response. And if I can figure out what that is, uh, I wish I could say that that stopped it happening. But I can at least find compassion when it does because I think, okay, this makes sense. Yeah, that's powerful. Do you think there's a room for labels and when are they useful and when do they start to become 
unhealthy is it is it because we categorize things right we we put things in in boxes and and to understand the world in a way like there's a, a spectrum of of that yeah when when can it be when can we recognize that it's really not useful anymore because people do it with them they're clumsy or then they really identify with someone who's clumsy yeah and you're manifesting your own demise yeah it? yeah yeah so like I think, you know, when we got here, I was saying to you, I'm a scatterbrain, right? I'm a scatterbrain. I just don't, I don't, like, I can't, like, so in that case, it's useful, right? Because otherwise, we've got to have a deep conversation where I go, you know, my brain scattered when I was younger because that made sense for me, right? So I'm not going to say that to you. Like, for me to label it there and say I'm a scatterbrain, right, it's it's useful because it helps me in terms of that conversation. If, you know, I start not doing anything for that and I think, you know, I was born like that. There's nothing to do about it. Then I think that's problematic. And so, what came into my head when you asked me if you if I felt like there's a place for them, like I I do think there's a place for them, right? But I feel like they're more of like a base camp on your journey. You know, if you're like climbing a mountain, you get to the next section. You know, my first my first little bit that I reached was the alcoholic. Oh, I'm an alcoholic, mm. and I get to set up camp there a little bit. And explore camp alcoholic and it's safe and I'm all right here. Yeah. But eventually I need to gather my shit and go and start climbing again. Yeah. I can't stay here at just being an alcoholic. Or I could. I could if I wanted to. And many people I'm sure do, right? And never need to jump and never need to go on. And it's safe there for them. I don't know. My personality is after a while I need to go on. So I need to I need to leave this camp and I need to go to the next one and maybe the next ledge for me was was empath right and then i get here and it's safe here and i get to explore what it's like here but sooner or later i get i get restless and i'm like nah this is i need there's more there has to be more and then i go on to the next one so like i do like i do think that there's use in them yeah there's use in all of them i think it's just we have to be like that's why I always say a, a label is useful to label a certain set of behaviors or experiences, but it's not because what we do is we treat it like you would. Uh, if you said you got like diabetes, right? Mm. Which is different, isn't it? Because if you say you've got diabetes, like you, there is something physical that there, yeah. You've got like blood sugar levels, da da da, and it's something that you have to treat in that way. When we're talking about human emotional experiences, for me, they're not the same mm-hmm. because there's no there's no out. And you might have heard a lot of people, I think Gabor Mate's been talking about it recently, but um, it's something that I've heard previously to him talking about it. But you know this loop that we get caught in when it's emotional things, which is like with depression, for example. How do you know you've got depression? Well, I feel down all the time. Well, why do you feel down all the time? Because I've got depression. So you see, there's no, there's just a loop. Whereas like diabetes, it's like, I feel, and I'm making these symptoms up, but I feel uh, faint a lot. So I go to the doctors and they go, oh, that sounds like diabetes, right? And then they do a test and then the test shows that there's low blood sugar levels Mm -hmm. and it's the low blood sugar levels that prove that I have diabetes and then I know where I'm at. And you see that's different to the emotional experience. Yeah, absolutely. I love the analogy of the base camp. Yeah. Because it puts it in such an interesting way because you can, you can keep going up the mountain <laughs> or you can turn back and that's okay. Yeah. But staying where you are in in a way is, is it can be, yeah, it can be your safe. What, what do you think to like even the label of parent? Cause I think that can be problematic at times, you know, I was talking about this yesterday with someone 
and it was like the label of parent like look in the natural world like there, there is no word for parent like they have guides and elders and, and per people you know i guess certain of your kind that are guiding you and clearly have more experience and can walk in a certain way or whatever yeah. but it's like because at some point well in our in our species we just adopt that parent and i don't know i am not i'm not a parent but i imagine it's like it, it continues and that's what we've done to that label that it stays with you and you always feel like responsible or or the one that needs to perhaps constantly show up for your yeah. child and it's like well you did for a period of time but perhaps that label's not serving you now you know how do you feel about that yeah I th look i think you're right and i think this is the this is the problem i think if you get to any level of when you start going deep on stuff yeah you can pull everything <laughs> apart can't you and you can get well that, like and then because we because there is a without sounding too out there there's a life beyond the words mm -hmm. do you know what i mean there's a there's a real life beyond words words is just an attempt to try and make sense of our experience and when you have a deep experience you'll get lost for words you know what i mean like you won't be able to describe it because yeah. words won't and i think that's why i don't talk too much that's why i don't talk a great deal about my spiritual experience right and too. my spiritual life is because yeah. um i'll just do it a complete disservice and it won't make it doesn't sort of make yeah, sense yeah it's like taking a couple of grams of mushrooms and trying to talk to people who aren't have no, have zero understanding. And you, to a point, don't. Yeah. You're still trying to make sense of that experience and it's somewhat, it, it's it's just somewhat impossible. Yeah, yeah. And, but because what we do is then the problem with the rational brain, yeah, is we take a label like a parent and then we sort of work back from it. And then a lot of the stuff I do online is about who people who happen to have given birth to somebody or been part of giving birth to somebody mm -hmm. yeah and then think that just because they're the parent they get to do whatever they want and society will society will tell you to accept abuse from nobody unless it's your mum and dad and then they they expect you to to accept it just because of the label mum or dad yeah so like if i said to you um you know i'm I'm in this relationship with somebody and they're just abusive to me all of the time. They're emotionally horrible and they, they make me feel like I'm crazy and they gaslight and I question my existence whenever I'm around them. Every man to you know and their dog would say, would you just get rid of that but don't have them in your life? But if you then say, oh, it's my mum, they'd go, wow, think about it, you know, maybe it's not her fault. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it just, like it wouldn't happen with any abuse from anyone else and yet because of this term parent, for some reason, or what many reasons, I'd imagine, people find it really difficult. Mm. Yeah, I'm glad we landed here because I think <laughs> it's one thing that it's, I hear about. What well, hear about from you a lot? Do you think it's hitting hard from people the way you're saying it and how you you know how you're communicating that that message, that understanding of because you know I've I've listened to books and you know how to deal with emotionally immature parents and mm. and going on this journey which resources and understanding of like technology and like how we can really educate ourselves about certain things is just because it wasn't really a thing previous generations so like i've dived in but when you you talk about it it's just very hard hard hitting very clear and i'm sure you've got that feedback from a lot of people yeah i think it's yeah. one of those things that's it's really resonating and yeah for a lot of people because i think what happens is uh 
there's this like underlying belief that like if they're your parents if you are enlightened or spiritual yeah then you'll find forgiveness and you'll be able to let them be in your life mm. and i don't like i know a lot of i know i've met some really really nasty people who i don't want in my life because they're nasty right and uh if that was your parent i just don't understand why we would force someone to keep them in their life like why like why would we do that because blood is thicker than water yeah we, exactly <laughs> right because we've come up with these like these constructs yeah of and i get it i get it Baz Luhrmann said, I think it's the most, <laughs> like your siblings. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on to them. It's the best link to your past and the most likely people to stick with you in the future. Yeah. But it's like, it's not the case, is it? Well, not if they're abusive, <laughs> is it? Do you know, and this is like another, you know, one of the things that people always say to me is, you know, yeah, but like, you know, you need to understand that these parents are, um, you know, they, they're like that because of their own trauma. And I'm like, all right, well, yeah, I, I probably agree with you. Like, in in look, I, 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 do are is anybody ever born nasty and horrible? I don't know. Like I'm not sure, man. I I know like the spiritual answer is to say no. Well, maybe it's not because there's some spiritual beliefs are like if you're being passed on ancestral yeah um, lineage or, or you're reborn, like what you've done in that past life, the karma that you had yeah, comes exactly. into this life. So it's it's a weird grey area. I I think I side with the no. Yeah. I don't think Hitler as a baby was a like when you look at a baby you don't see them as evil. It's just not possible. No. But I think there is some predisposition of some some energy vibration or whatever yeah. they're picking up on that yeah, yeah. does put them in a in a category, let's say. And where I was going with it is actually in the end, it's irrelevant. Like it's literally irrelevant. Like and the way that I try and bring that to light, mm. the fact that it's irrelevant, is would you go up to somebody, and I'm going to go a bit extreme here, but would you go up to somebody whose children had just been, had had something terrible happen to them by a paedophile, and go, yeah, but that paedophile's probably like that because of their life experiences. No, you, would, you wouldn't dream of doing that, would you? Mm. Because it's irrelevant. Like, it's irrelevant. The spiritual aspect to me wants to. The spiritual aspects wants to no, and you can. It's and you, you can, ne- but you wouldn't. You and you can. Well, one it. one in that situation, you wouldn't. Now, as an outsider looking in, you might, hmm. right? And so, if you've got a toxic parent, could it be useful to see why they're like it? Yeah, yeah, it might be. If you feel like you can get to that place, it might be. Does it mean you should change your boundaries or allow them in your life? Take the pedophile. You might be able to. If you did some deep work, you might be able to go. You might reach forgiveness for them, mm-hmm. right? If you went deep on work, you might be, able, but but you ain't leaving them alone with your kids again. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. I think this is the thing. I don't know if you watch much Netflix, but there's the the uh, the series has been on about Jeffrey Dahmer. Mm-hmm. You know that one. It, yeah. So Jeffrey Dahmer basically he was around in 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 like the eighties. He was a serial killer. He was killing people, mm-hmm. um, and and like doing really bad stuff to them Mm -hmm. really really bad now the netflix documentary what it does really really well is tells you 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 go along with his story and he ends up getting killed in prison it's true story he gets killed in prison by somebody because they find out what he's done um and you feel a sense of sorrow for him 
because what you see is this journey of this man who couldn't he wanted to desperately stop according to this documentary mm. he desperately wanted to stop he hated the so ways that he was joker right so yeah. That, yeah. The film, yeah yeah and so you feel at the end of it a sense of sorrow and compassion for this guy mm. and alongside that like he sh you know if he was still alive you'd never want him out of prison or near anybody and so like i think if for me, what I want is truth, and I think when you get to the truth of the f of stuff, you understand that we feel a full range of emotions for a reason, and you know this is what I say to people: only seeing the good in people will get you hurt in the end. Like it's great if you can always see the good in people, but you better see the bad in them as well. Because I, I lived a life where I only saw the good in people. Okay. And I had people in my life that would, like, I've had friends in the past who, like, made me feel awful all of the time. But because I thought, no, they're cool, they're a good person, I let them in my life. And and I don't know. But my life experiences has led me to a place where I think I'm not, I don't have time for that anymore. Mm -hmm. Not, I don't want people in that, that, that are doing that to me. I interrupt the podcast to let you know that the audio recording from this point on is not up to the usual standards. I can only apologize, as I always endeavor to bring you the best audio on these podcasts. My apologies, but continue to enjoy the podcast. And <laughs> we're back. <laughs> so the Zoom recorder cut out, so we'll pick it back up from here. Yeah. So yeah, all we talking, we were in, the, in a bit of a rabbit hole, weren't we? We were in a rabbit hole. And I think, I think maybe I was... it was a, a sign that we needed to come out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. I mean, I know, I know that um, what the the one thing that I just want to finish, maybe finish that piece on saying, mm -hmm. is when you think about because um, what I was saying is that there are we all have good and bad in us, right? Oh, and yes, I think so. some of us probably. Yeah perhaps have a bit more bad in us and that's not our fault and we're working on it and all that or even if we're not working on it we have our good sides as well right the people that i'm talking about like i think if you find some like a covert narcissist right and i mean like if you've ever met a known one like i genuinely and i would argue with anybody if it is if it is actually one of them then i i, I think your only option is to get away from them because there, there, there's no, there's nothing there for you. There's no good to be found. None, Z like zero. Thing is, what tends to happen is a lot of this stuff we're talking about operates on a very subconscious level, mm. as you know. So, so it's almost how do we navigate these things when we're somewhat justifying them to ourselves consciously? Yeah. But then there's lots of unconscious things that are happening, which is. Uh, which is why you're there in the first place yeah is why you're there in that relationship or in that space with someone that, that, that you're kind of manifesting certain things that you this is what learning about that kind of upbringing mm. and that and how your needs were or weren't met as a kid mm. and then what goes what happens in the future when you get into relationships man or women or just friends and like because I feel all of our relationships, we we are, it's, it's a lot of, is based around our ego and our personality and, and what we can, somewhat, what what we're kind of getting from it 
but in a way to soothe ourselves. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as a lot of that's unconscious, like what's the what's the real like take home for people who can really start to like understand like am I is it all in my head or am I in a in a relationship it's, it's, yeah you know. it, it's hard but it's hard because I think once you wake up and you see it you see it mm -hmm. like and you know I've done quite a lot what part of the work that I've done on myself woke me up to it I don't know um, but once I woke up to it and I saw it I can see it mm. and I'm now I'm now very and there's no doubt in in situations because that's the thing a lot of people doubt whether the person's been truthful or not as I say you're you know you're asking someone about a situation because there's an energy it's something not quite right there that didn't feel quite right that you didn't answer straight away or whatever it might be yeah um and there's a shift and you're like okay I've noticed something there like can you talk to me about that and they can't maybe they're not self-aware they're just they have no idea what they're doing but you sense something's off yeah in in a in a friendship relationship and then it's like okay is it me or is it them yeah like how do i how do i get to the root of understanding that i think more the more work you do the more you can pull out we call them red flags or yeah you know, those certain things early on and you hone it quite quickly right uh -huh. and then it becomes that subconscious thing that you, you know that you just know about right i i just know relatively quickly now you know i do everything i do is on how somebody makes me feel and i actually you know and i don't know how healthy it is but i'm very guarded with everyone until i've been around them and got a sense of how they feel to the point of now like if because sometimes it comes you know you you have a realization oh my god this person's one of them yeah <laughs> like one of, and you're like oh my god how did i like i picked that up really slowly it took me a little while to get there mm -hmm. um but again like you know is it you or is it me um i think it's irrelevant and you said something earlier about like no other animals would do that mm. no other animals would think is this me or you if there's a feeling there and it's not a good one like what am i doing why am i here what what you know why am I allowing this? Why am I allowing somebody to make me feel this way, right? Or why am I allowing myself to be in a relationship where I make myself feel this way? Like in, in some ways it's irrelevant. Mm. Unless, you know, like it, it, I guess it becomes quite different if I look at my, my own marriage, for example, then, you know, there's things that you have to navigate there and you won't be with someone for the rest of your life if you don't navigate and change and, and look for answers um mm, yeah like say if you're you're too consumed with something over here and you're not doing enough to make the person feel safe you know that that can produce certain things that pushes them away and then they perhaps yeah. start behaving in a certain way that, that is because they don't feel safe and you're and you're not taking accountability for that you know yeah 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 and i i think every relationship's like that mm. i think every relationship is messy because we're messy and so trying to come together mm in that way is going to be messy. Mm -hmm. So I don't think we should lose sight of that. However, I think when you come across, you know, online I call them toxic people because I just think, I just think you know, that they're, they're like a subcategory of people. They exist. For whatever reason they exist. Mm -hmm. And I think if, if, it, if you're dealing with someone like that... Do you, do you ever coach any? What, that are like that? Mm, do you notice that certain traits in people and then... You're working with them, and you're like, "Oh, you're one of them." 
You're yeah, I mean, look, I don't, I don't do much one-to-one -one stuff anymore, if okay. any, because I don't have time. But um, um, like, even when I did, I would have a session first to ch like check if the energy was there, and even if it was a bit off, then I wouldn't do it. But, but I'll have it in group sessions. Mm -hmm. I'll, yeah, yeah, man, yeah. Like, especially the corporate stuff. When you wake up, you can spot them a mile off. I promise you, that sounds really crazy, right? And I don't know how much experience you have for that kind of thing. But uh, yeah, there are people who, even on Zoom calls, mate, I can think, oh no, I don't like this. I don't like this at all. <laughs> like and but it's hard, yeah, because yeah. you can't put, like, yeah. I can, and I say, you know, people know me well. I say I don't like that person. No, I don't like them at all. I won't go anywhere near them. And they're like, why? And I'm like, I don't know. I've only met once, but. The energy I got, and look again. Look, mm. that, you know, again, I would say, does that? That doesn't mean that they're a horrible person necessarily. Mm -hmm. uh, it might just mean that um, my energy doesn't like theirs. But mm -hmm. the semantics of it. What would you say to someone who, who challenged that? I was like, well, they need, they need more love than anyone. Yeah, they probably do. Yeah. But it's not going to come. It's not going to come from me. It can come <laughs> from someone who energetically it feels right to them, yeah? But what I would say is yeah. if, they, if when we're talking about covert narcissists, you can love them all you want. Mm. It won't work. I, 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 honestly, I, I, and I think it's, I think it's really sad. Mm. Right? I think it's really sad. And, you know, I can, I can know that I think somebody will never change and have compassion for that. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I can have compassion that I don't think they'll ever change. But I don't think they'll ever change. Mm -hmm. If they're a... If they're a and look, this is why I, 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 I'm always careful. When I say toxic person, I don't like to go to... Like, we all have narcissistic tendencies, yeah? Like, when I'm not in a good mood, I'm as much of a raging narcissist as, as anybody mm. yeah when i'm not in a good you know when i'm emotionally full and i'm overwhelmed like i know my tendencies can be narcissistic right and maybe maybe because i have so many of them traits maybe that's one of the reasons why i feel like i can spot them yeah mm. but i do think that's different to somebody who is a a a proper covert narcissist mm. or just narcissist yeah um Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know if you'll ever change them, and maybe I'm wrong, but I'm not the one that's going to stick around and try. Yeah, and I think that, like, I respect you for that. Yeah. Like, more than anything, because you know who you are, you know who you're not. Yeah. You know who you know you're not trying to be. You're not trying to be anyone to be to be seen. A lot of our, and I notice it's, it's, this within me, it's like, I want to be, it's, it's, what's the word? It's like virtue signaling. I want to be seen as the person who gives them love, even though they yeah. don't deserve it. Yeah. Because that says something about me. When really probably what's good for the situation in me is just to say what you're saying and yeah. just be very firm with it, you know? And I understand, like, I totally understand what you're saying as well. And I think like, um, cause it's easy to say it about someone when it's not you involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like for me to say that, but when I'm involved, I'm like, nah, no, I don't need that. Yeah. I'm not spending time with them, you know? Yeah, and I, like that stuff's important. Mm. And I, for me, that becomes what real spirituality is. Mm. And when I say, you know, I've said a couple of times throughout this recording, um, I don't know if that's the spiritual answer to give. What I mean by that is mm. the like, 
there's like this surf or surface level spiritual pride stuff that goes on yeah. where we you know the ultimate goal is love and compassion for everybody yeah mm -hmm. so like when we feel uncomfortable or we're in a conversation publicly like this or we're online there is a tendency i know when you ask me and we're talking about i feel awkward because i'm saying not what well, ain't getting it from me and i know i'm supposed to be like love and light and but that's not my reality and i've been you know i think when i first got sober i wanted to save everybody and um i, I nearly drowned myself you know i nearly that's happened to me loads of times so now i'm more like um there are people that i think that i can reach and make a real impact on mm -hmm. well let me just do that and, and 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 you know and let somebody else do the other people that I know that I'll never, how much, and again, you're right, how much of that is me that can't work with them, mm -hmm. right? And my own experiences, and if, you know, I've been burnt and hurt by people like that in the past, you know? Um, so I think, yeah, look, I love how deep we've got into it, because mm -hmm. I don't often get that deep into it with people. And I think, look, I don't think you've pulled anything apart and properly if you're not contradicting yourself in the end yeah and almost not making sense do you know what i mean yeah because because i think yeah if you have that curiosity that you've clearly got mm. where you go the person that i'm listening to at the moment is saying something that i don't necessarily agree with but let me let me come in and and look from there first see yeah. how that feels and then maybe yeah. question does that make sense Absolutely. to you what i'm saying yeah yeah it does man and that's what makes for proper conversation yeah it is. I love that what you just said. Yeah. If you're not kind of get, arriving at a place where it's 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 just a dance, it's a real dance of life. It's in the grey areas of everything. Yeah. Like yeah. we all have a bias. We all have our own perspective and lens how we see the world. It's just so like that is the only true thing, really. Yeah. That is the only truth. Yeah. And the more we can lean into that and understand and speak from our experience, like. That's, that's the way I want to live, you know? Why wouldn't you want to live like that? that and that becomes childlike curiosity. Yeah. Because a child picks something up and thinks, do I like this or not? Oh, this is amazing. Let me explore it. They don't think, <laughs> can I say I love this one? Because I just said that I love that. <laughs> they don't do that. They have a childlike curiosity yeah. where in this moment, let me explore that. And so that's where you want to be. Mm. That's the curiosity that, that I want. Yeah. Which is like, um, yeah, I like I'm wrong about everything. Yeah. I don't know what's right, but I love exploring it. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I think when you do that, then you can't be wrong, which yeah. contradicts what I just said. Beautiful do you know what I mean? Though, yeah. But do you know, um, yeah. do you know Alan Watts? Yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I love what he says that stuff, you know. Uh -huh. You ever heard him talking about life being like a dance? No. I you should listen. That's okay. what made me think of him because he yeah, says, yeah, yeah. Uh, what does he say? I got obsessed with Alan Watts at one point. Mm, yeah, says, goes yeah, an Alan Watts phase, yeah. <laughs> uh, who's the other guy? Alan Watts and... Uh, I'm not going to be able to remember his word. But Alan Watts uh -huh. says, life life is like a dance. Uh -huh. He says, a dance isn't about starting and seeing how quickly you can get to the finish. Mm. Dance is about what you do in the moment, yeah? And how you dance around in that moment. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? And And it's not about starting and getting to the end. It's about being in the moment and dancing in it. And I yeah. think that, you know, that is life, isn't it? Yeah, time is an illusion. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Yeah.
Beautiful man. Uh, let's let's leave it there. Yeah, you arrived mate. Nice I've enjoyed spot. that. I've enjoyed that a lot, man. <laughs> Good man. Uh, where can people find you and what you got coming up? What's what do you want to speak to? So I've got my online space, um, which is called Breathing Space, which you can find uh, just through my website. My website is joshconnolly.co.uk. I'm Josh underscore FFW on Instagram and TikTok, which is where I'm most what active. Freedom from within, wow, which okay. when I started doing what I did and I set up my company um, five years ago, Freedom from Within is what I named my, my company's Freedom mm -hmm. from Within, yeah, which... Keep it. Yeah, you were floating about for a name all the time, yeah? yeah. And I fall, I fall in and out of love with it, actually. Um, nah, it works, man. But yeah, man, it's there. That's what it is, yeah. Well, it's proof that you kind of don't need a fancy name. No, well, I don't, I don't really yeah. use it apart from on my handles and... Uh, yeah, that's it, yeah. Nice, man. Love it. Yeah, good man. Grateful, mate. Thanks for making this happen. Thank you for listening to The Finish Line. Appreciate this and look forward to round two with Josh. That will no doubt happen this year. Please leave a review if you feel called to, if you found this valuable. And any questions, send them over to me via my Instagram. Thank you, people. Enjoy your time.